Hey guys, this is Richard. Hey, Steve is here as well. And we are back. Uh, apologize for the brief hiatus. Yeah, we had a, I think like a week off, an extra week off normally. Yeah. The normal. We got a little busy, a little tired. Kid was being extra needy, I guess. And so just, we put a, put a special thing out there. So. Just a lot, a lot been going on yeah. the past couple of weeks. So we apologize, but we're here. We have a great uh, episode. Yeah, it's good. going to be a positive one, so we're excited yeah. to share. So I'll start with the fuck of the week, just because it's kind of negative, I guess, if you look so at it that mine. way. Yeah, but yours is hilarious. Okay. <laughs> so in the last couple of days, I've, I've had an old injury flare back up. Um, it's, a, it's an old back injury, and I'm only 35 years old. I don't do manual labor for, for a living. Um, it started when I was 22 or 23. Had played a lot of tennis that particular summer, and all of a sudden, I, I'd played a weekend tournament with our, with my friend Tyler, um, and we were walking to dinner on the Saturday, and I was just in tremendous pain, like could not sit up straight, could not walk straight. And I just thought I'd overwork, you know, overworked it, and that was it would be fine in in uh, a week or two or whatever. It didn't happen that way. It just continually didn't get better series of, of doctor visits and had an MRI done just to try and see what was going on and they saw a little bit um, but their their course of action was oh you can just not play as much and I can prescribe some pills if you want and I'm like <laughs> good solution like appreciate it <laughs> so I didn't drug you I know I was like that's not the, the solution to physical problems but uh, so I didn't take that course of action I, I just played a little less and dealt with the pain when it would come um a couple years later, I started doing chiropractic care to, to, to deal with it. And, and what happens, what had been happening back then was it was painful enough where I couldn't stand up straight um, so I could walk with a hunch. Like and at that point, I'm 25, 26 years old, not cool to, to walk that way. <laughs> and it wasn't like an everyday thing at all. And usually a couple of days of heat and ice would would relieve the relieve the pain so i started going to a chiropractor years ago and that really did provide relief um but really in the last year when it does flare off it flare up it's worse um it's pain now it's pain in my hips today pain down my right leg so i'll probably be going to you know sometime this week yet to the chiropractor just to, to get readjusted and get back on a on a normal routine you didn't realize that having a kid was going to be heavy lifting did you and it's so that's what i think flared <laughs> it up this time is bending over in her crib and like bending over to play with her and picking her up from the floor like yeah it's a fucking manual <laughs> labor it's terrible so that's my fuck of the week it's super painful right now but I have to still be a dad, so... Yeah. I'm not doing that alone. No. No. My fuck of the week, I don't know if it's funny. You thought it was funny, but I don't know if it's funny. It is. And I've got an anecdote to it, which I think will make okay. it more funny. Um, we've actually had a lot of cooler weather here. Um, by cooler in Iowa, I mean, like, uh, mid to upper 70s, low 80s, versus, like, summertime, which is, like, 95. Um, and so... <clears throat> Richard loves to have the windows open during um, cooler the cooler months, which is totally fine. Um, I love the breeze as well, but I have really severe allergies, like severe, um, <clears throat> to where it almost feels like I have like a sinus infection just by 
my everyday allergy feel. So I feel congested and, and stuffy. And, and then, and then with actually Kennedy has been sick the past, uh, a couple of weeks, well, about a week or so, I guess. And so it's been hard to tell what's allergies <clears throat> and what is actually a cold or something like that, that she's given me. I think it's probably a mix of both, but the past three nights I have not slept very much. I would say <clears throat> between the coughing and the sneezing and the blowing my nose and not being able to breathe. Um, not sure how this is funny, but <laughs> that's, that is my fuck of the week. Now I'm, I'm curious to hear the antidote. So you told a different fuck of the week than you had planned on telling. I did. Yeah. What was my plan? What happened with the speaker two weeks ago? The speaker. Up in the bathroom. Oh, I thought I already told that one. No, because we didn't tape it. Oh, well. I have the anecdote to that story. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. I'll tell that one, too. That one is funny. Yeah. Okay. I apologize. Whatever. Um, so, are you sure we didn't tell this? 100% sure we didn't tell it. I feel I must have been dreaming. When I'm not sleeping, so there you go. Line that up. But um, we have we don't have a TV in our room. That was a conscious choice, which we've kind of re- realized we're kind of breaking this rule now. But when we first got married, we really didn't want a TV in our bedroom, so we didn't. But at the same time, we also like the sound of falling asleep to something. So um, it could be a radio show or a TV show. Sometimes it's just white noise or something. It's just a noise of some sort. And so I have, I downloaded the Netflix app on my, um, my iPad and usually we'll just set it next to the bed and we don't watch it. We just listen to it. You watch it. Well, when I can't sleep in the middle of the night, absolutely. Um, the, um, see, now you got me off my train of thought. Sorry. So we, we fall asleep to it and, um, we also, separately, we have a, a speaker in our bathroom that is a wireless Bluetooth speaker. It's a, like a, it's a portable Bose speaker that we can play like music while we're in the shower or whatever. And um, those two devices are often connected, um, but the speaker is usually off. Never really, you know, just never, we turn it off and we're fine. Well, the other night I got into bed and... <laughs> I about shit my pants because <laughs> the uh, the speaker was not turned off and either one of us had, I'm not sure who was in there before, but had it up pretty loud. And mind you, Kennedy is already in bed by this point for probably an hour and a half or so. And uh, so she's like out and I lay down, I go in and I think I turned on the West Wing and um, the, because it was on and I hit play and the speaker was at full volume, um, it was like the loudest West Wing episode. I, it felt like a movie theater. Like it was so loud. I jumped so <laughs> far out of bed uh, because I couldn't figure out. Again, I didn't anticipate it coming from there, so I'm like, "What? What is happening? Why is my Why is my iPad so loud? I don't." And I was so freaking out because Kennedy was. I was afraid I was going to wake her up, and then Richard was going to get mad because I woke her up. Uh, but yes, that so, was also so, so a he, holy he, fuck moment. He texted me. I was a floor below you, and I heard it. Uh, and he texted me, and he was like, "Fuck, I'm wide awake." <laughs> the The funny anecdote is, I'd been in the bathroom probably four or five hours earlier, and I'd been. 
I think maybe walking and listening to a podcast or something, and it connected and started playing on it. And I didn't think anything of it. So I knew it was on, but just didn't <laughs> even like, think anything of it. Oh, then man. It came back and had a really Insult good payback. Injury. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> so, well, now you got two fuck of the weeks yes, for me. Allergies and jumping out of bed because of a loudspeaker. So I'm going to give a, I'll have a second fuck of the week after the break because it's, it's kind of an amazing fuck of the week. All right. I'm down. Right after this. All right, we're back, and uh, we're going to start off our main segment with a bonus fuck of the week, uh, just because I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> this show is on the fly, folks. We are, yeah, we make it up as we go. Too bad it's not live. Um, yeah, so our combined fuck of the week is uh, on Wednesday of this week. We met with uh, the judge here in the state of Iowa yeah. to uh, present our petition. He, um, we were put on the witness stand on behalf of uh, our family, both Steve and I were, and the judge had a uh, had an announcement from the bench. Yeah, a good one. He said that he saw no reason to not uh, agree with the petition, and he signed off on the petition. So our adoption is final. Yeah, it's it's like I mean we've always felt like it's she's our daughter, and since the day we brought her home, but this is um, an affirmation from the legal. That from the government side saying, yes, we also agree she is so she's your baby. And, yeah. Um, which it's kind of like, uh, I was texting with a friend today. I was like, it's kind of like a closed chapter, a yep. good one, um, obviously. And it, it was a very positive day, but um, just feels like, okay, now we can really live our lives now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we having to be worried about every little thing. Is, is that paperwork done right? Did we cross that T and dot that I? Yeah, yeah, totally. Is your name spelled right on that document? <laughs> like One thing I, I, th- I think that uh, some perspective I think people would really like is when we, before they had the, the hearing actually start, uh, or maybe it was at the end, I actually don't remember now that I think about it, but one of the things that uh, the judge said is that there is a reason why um, they do adoptions in the morning. Our adoption hearing was um, at 8.30 in the morning, and it was, um, we just kind of met a bunch of friends there, and obviously our attorney, and we were all there, and he, he basically said they do that in the morning because um, adoptions are one of the very few things that they do in the courthouse, in the courthouse that are positive, and they like to start their day with something positive, and so they realize that it's like people think it's oh, it's you know you're doing it early because the, you know the baby just ate or whatever, <laughs> it's, and he's like it's not that it's because we um, we deal with so many hard cases, and I think the next case after was after us was like a domestic battery yeah, domestic type of abuse, thing, yeah. um, and so uh, it was just kind of it was nice to kind of also kick the day off for those three individuals or five individuals that were in the courtroom with a positive yeah. thing as well. It was so funny. We were sitting there, um, you know, Steve and I were at the, the, the plaintiff's uh, end. That's what I, yeah, I'm trying to think what we were called, but, uh, we were at the table obviously with our lawyer and Kennedy was there and Steve was holding her and, um, she was very, very happy today. Most of the day she was super, super happy, which is always fun. Um, and she just started slapping the table, like in a very playful way. And it was just, everyone laughed because it was like, I'm ready to go. Let's do this guys. It it's, was the cutest damn thing. I was, I told the, our attorney that she needed to have the, the, the gavel. gavel. Yeah. Like she needs, she wanted to be a part of that day. Yeah. So 
It was it was a good day. We have and a, there's like an audio recording, which I mean, we can even put in this episode if we want to. But like, you can hear in the audio recording of like him saying it's official, you know, whatever. You can hear her slapping the table the entire time, just playing around. Yeah. Surely happy time we get out of this courtroom. Sometimes this whole building. Uh, uh, and uh, this is this is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, so thank you for allowing uh, us to be a part of your special day. I uh, have had a chance to review the file. Everything is in order in terms of all of the boxes that need to be checked and the requirements. And uh, everyone is in agreement, including myself, that. Uh, Legally, uh, what you've already been uh, enjoying and dealing with. I'm sure they haven't all been happy days, and they won't always be happy days. But right now, today is a particularly happy day, uh, and so it is my great pleasure to grant the petition for adoption, and the final decree will be uh, filed as submitted, uh, granting the relief and uh, making her officially a part of your family. Congratulations. So it was so cute. It was very cute. And, and so um, we, there's so many things we could talk about. We obviously had the adoption one-on-one episode that we continue to share with people who have questions and we'll continue to do so because um, we've received feedback that, that it was helpful and informed them and, and that kind of thing. Um, but so thankful for everyone who answered our questions along the way, who guided us along the way. Um, it is not an easy process. No, and it's an army of people. It is. It, like it, it, it's, it's a huge amount of people that it, from the fundraising and just the personal support to the legal help to the to the consulting to the agency to the, the courts. I mean, it's, it's a the amount of people is insane to yeah. make one thing like that and happen. even the people who weren't doing the official work, like the people who brought us food when yeah. Shit hit the fan last fall, and yeah. people who brought us food when we came home and didn't have the energy to make food and have volunteered over and over again. If you need one hour to go run errands, we will come over and watch her. And like, there's still people. People yeah. drop. We got a sack of toys dropped off two yeah. days ago. Yeah, I mean, we had a um, family come in this week for the adoption finalization, and they brought toys. And I mean, it's just, I don't know. I don't. I, I think we have a, we're very lucky to have that type of network around us, but wow. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just kind of mind blowing. Yes. So now the next chapter starts and yes. for us, that's, uh, she's now six months old and ready to crawl. Oh. <laughs> I <know. laughs> uh, I, I should definitely tell them about the moment you and Kennedy had today. today? Yeah. Amazing. Um, so typically before Kennedy goes to bed, she's usually, she's usually pretty grumpy. Uh, we start her bedtime routine about six 45 at night and she's usually in bed and <clears throat> hopefully sleeping by like six or I'm sorry, seven 30 or so. Um, and so typically like that last 30 to 45 minutes before bedtime, she is really just kind of grumpy. She's tired. She's hungry. <clears throat> she's ready to just call it a day and go to bed. Well, we, we had a late-ish dinner for her. She had, you know, mangoes and this little 
teething rice cookie thing. And, um, you can tell she was a little tired, but we went and put her down on her, like her little play mat and Richard is laying next to her and she played for a while and it was, you know, typical. She kind of got fussy. And so Richard started to go over there, went next to her and said, okay, like basically he was going to do whatever he was going to copycat, whatever she did. Um, and so she would sit there and go, you know, and then he would go, um, and she would just roll in laughter. And then she, you know, she'd make some high pitched squealing noise. And then Richard would make the same high pitched squealing. And they did this for like 10 minutes. And I was sitting on the couch. Uh, we'll, we'll have to post it on, on our account, like on the story or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's freaking hilarious. <laughs> and I'm sitting over there on the couch crying out of laughter because it's so funny. Um, but I had tears rolling off my fa- face toward the end just because <laughs> I was having so much fun. And you could tell she was having fun. It's It was uh, obviously coming off the, the adoption finalization and a lot of that this week. It's It was just there's like a happy cloud over the house yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, minus bedtime freakouts, but we're working through the bedtime freakouts. <laughs> <laughs> so what he's talking about is two nights ago. So we rotate who does bedtime, um, and so two nights ago Steve was doing it. Bedtime equals bath. Bedtime feeding, bath, bath. and go to bed. Yeah. Um, sometimes reading if she's reading a book if she's not like fussy to go, just go to bed. Um, so Steve was putting her to bed two nights ago. And for the entire time she was screaming her lungs off tears down her face. She wasn't, she wasn't sick. No, she, she was, was, she didn't have a burp. Like she didn't, yep. she wasn't constipated. Like that was, there was nothing wrong. She was just pissed. So today, um, Steve was getting ready to take Kennedy up and he was like, if she starts to freak out, you need to come up. It's like, fine, fine, fine. Um, and it was quiet for like 10 or 15 minutes. Like, Oh good. It was just a one time thing. And then she started to scream. So I walked quietly, walked up the stairs and I stood in the doorway. Um, and you called me in to, she got fussy. She got fussy. So I went in and <clears throat> stood there for like 10 minutes and she tried to eat. And then mind, mind you, once he walked in and was in there in the room, she calmed down. She did. So we got, I was like, so then I took over for a while feeding her and she ate a little bit. And then I was like, why don't you just take back over? I'll stand here. So I stood there for a while and she was calm. Yep. So you were like, just go out, just walk out of the room and step out of view. And what happened? She got bitchy again. <laughs> she got bitchy. And I was like, what the fucking hell? Yeah. Like this. Excuse me. She's very much in a weird phase. And the thing is, it's not like every every other part of life. It's not, she's not like that with no, me. It's just the bedtime. In with fact, you. usually she's usually pretty silly and giggly and playful with me almost yeah. always. And so I'm like, what? What the actual? What, what hell? the actual fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like. I don't know. And so I told Richard, I was like, you're, you're coming up and you're doing, we're, we're tag teaming bag time now every time I have to put her to bed because she obviously doesn't want me around. <laughs> so. Oh, anyway, it's a journey. So we're working through it. <laughs> it's also, um, US Open time. If you're a sports fan, tennis fan, um, Steve, this is, we're a tennis household. And we both have actually worked that event in the in the social media department. Steve for two two go rounds, me for one. Um, when we lived out there, and it's hard to sit here and watch it. 
because we want to be there and be a part of it and we've been a part of it but at the same time it's fun to sit home and watch it and just like sit back and chill and enjoy it's the, hard for the, me to watch it yeah i, I, I agree like it once like when, when you work the event um the marketing team that we worked with there was really awesome they let you kind of just go out and watch the matches whenever you wanted and you didn't have to have a pass because you had you know you were credentialed and uh it was it's to me i watched it like on the screen i think right now Djokovic is is that did he win um awesome um you know you like you see these people in the stands and you're like oh I know what it feels like to be there and it's so much better than watching it on tv um so I I miss it It makes me miss it but I'm also like I don't want to watch this it's not as good as being there it's definitely not as good as being there but at the same time it's still pretty damn good so I don't know uh, one thing I thought I really wanted to bring up tonight, and it's because I think between this episode dropping and the following one, time will have passed for this topic. But um, Richard has a new podcast called Gen to Gen, uh, and it's G-E-N, the number two G-E-N, right? Yep. Um, and, uh, I mean, we can talk a little bit about what that podcast is meant to be, but the first... The first um, the first series of that podcast is around 9-11, and uh, by no means do I want to take any thunder from Jen to Jen, but I thought we could definitely, that's the 11th is, the next time we do an episode, it'll be the 14th or yeah. the 13th, so um, I thought that would be a probably really good thing to address tonight, and yeah, um, obviously a nice little plug for Jen to Jen, but also um, I know that that was kind of a, a, a time in our lives when like it was burned in our brain that kind of changed how we looked at our world and our country. And, um, obviously I think you being a political person, I'm, I'm curious. So for those, I think we've talked about this, Richard ran for mayor when he was 19 and, um, that was, was that around the same time as nine 11 or was it right just after? It was just after. So knowing that, knowing that it's just after, did that change your, it changed the message a little bit. Um, well, but your perspective of, I think, more so how you wanted to enact change or... No. Okay. No. I think had it maybe been like a different different job I was running for, but but it was so it was such a local job that the, the, the message and the approach was always about service and making a stronger community and what, what those things were. So, um, yeah, it was really interesting talking to the people on the podcast. And I might be curious to ask you a couple of the questions that I asked sure. the, the guests. Um and, and it's a shameless plug, but it, um, it, it was the, the, the podcast is me talking with five people. Um, one person who was in, who lives in Manhattan, lived in Manhattan, saw the second plane hit the towers. Another person who was from Manhattan, but working a job in Baltimore. So he, he was not even home when it happened. The third person, uh, is an 18 year old. So he was one year old when it happened. There's a teacher who was teaching her first ever first grade class that year. And, um, then, uh, someone who was then 11 years old, um, a native born Iraqi who now lives in San Francisco, uh, who was living in Iraq, obviously at the time. So really diverse stories about that day and their experience and what they thought and felt. And, mm-hmm. um, it was very interesting to hear how everyone would kind of process the day and what was going mm-hmm. through their mind. Like, I think the one that was most interesting was both uh, the teacher and, and the Iraqi just because like very, very, very different experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, so for you, we're the same age. We were both seniors in high school. Yep. Um, just starting. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah, but it was our yeah. It was very early in the school year. Like, when did you hear something had happened? Um, <clears throat> so I remember my mom usually had the news on in the morning, um, and I mean I was. 17, 18 years old, I didn't care about the damn news. <laughs> so um, I never really paid attention to it, but I remember my mom saying, like, hey, um, if she would, like, watch it in her bedroom as she's getting ready or whatever, and she told me not to come in her room that morning, and I didn't know why, and I was like, whatever, I don't care. Mom, you're being weird. <laughs> um, I got myself ready to school, and I just left. And so I, did, I had no idea what was going on wow. until I got to school, and I walked into my first uh, class, which was... Um, advanced English or something like that. And, uh, um, I saw the teacher turn it off really quickly. It was on the news on the TV in, in there. And I was like, what? My mom's being worried about this TV. Yeah, thing. What's going and on? I was being <laughs> so I went out into like the library, which is like in the center of the school. And they had some TVs on and they were, had the footage. This was before the second plane had hit. Okay. So this was between the two. But that's about the same moment that I turned on the TV at home. Um, and then the principal came over and he was like, um, this is a big enough story that if, if your students are concerned, then you need to let them watch the news. Um, good, and good principal. so, yeah. And so a lot of the teachers, including my English teacher at the time turned on the TV and we actually saw, we watched the whole second yeah. plane via TV, obviously, um, as a school almost. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I was sitting in my desk at school watching someone attack our country. And I mean, obviously we went on lockdown immediately. Okay. We didn't know really what was happening. I mean, at that point they didn't know what the level of threat was. So, it was, so you were living in Canyon at the time or Pueblo? This was Pueblo, Colorado. So you're what an hour at that point from Colorado Springs. Uh, yeah. Which would be a target if this were a missile-based, like, attack on the country. Yeah, so uh, for those of you who are not familiar with Colorado, Colorado Springs is, um, like, the, the that's where NORAD is housed. And if you don't know what NORAD is, <laughs> NORAD is basically a mountain that is carved out, and it's got um, military, military intelligence and... Um, like um, all of their computer systems and all of this, you know, all the t- you can see the towers on top of the mountain, yeah. um, and it's basically a hub for a lot of military activity. So when things kind of flare up for any sort of political um, crossroads, so to speak, it Colorado is one to know about it pretty quickly because of that that because mountain that, threat yeah. and. Um, so like, as I mean, not to make this too depressing, but like when you get into nuclear attacks and things like NORAD is a big one yep. because a lot of our military communications could, I won't say they would, but they could, um, be severely affected yeah. by, by attack yeah. there. So yeah, we were about an hour away from that and, um, that's why things were on lockdown and why things gotcha. were so restricted. Um, it was very similar to the Columbine thing as well. When Columbine and the shooters, um, obviously that that was one of our first mass attacks, uh, gun attacks as a as a nation, and that was the same thing. Everything okay. was under lockdown. They didn't know what the threat to NORAD would have been. Um, <laughs> no, no joke. They didn't know if they were connected to any sort of yeah. political affiliation. Um, so, luck. I mean, luckily, I guess not luckily, but luckily that nine eleven didn't really affect NORAD. Yeah. So obviously, it, it, yeah. But I remember sitting in class and um, obviously we weren't working that day. We didn't no. really do much of anything at school that day. And maybe later in the afternoon we did. But we just sat there and I remember girls crying just 
some of my classmates just crying. And I think I sat there almost in shock and disbelief. I was like, it, it felt like a movie. It just didn't feel real. Yeah. And so um, they did allow us to call our family just to make sure. So if we wanted to, and I went down and um, I was going to go call my mom and I didn't need to. I felt like I didn't need to actually. She she knew it was going on, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Um, and she knew that I was safe. And so, um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So it still is to this day. I think the hardest part was not, I wasn't really around. I mean, our teacher was very, really amazing. She said, do, do you have questions? Like she was, the day turned into, let's talk about what this means for us and we'll talk about your questions. And I, there's an episode of, um, the West Wing. That I, was I was just <laughs> thinking about that, um, that I love because, um, it, it was right around the night, the time that nine 11 happened and they actually geared away from their storyline to talk about terrorism in America. And they essentially meet with a bunch of students. Um, I won't give the storyline, but they just talk about, where did terrorism start and why is it such a problem? And every time I watch that episode, it reminds me of like where we were in class because yeah. it was, it was very much of, granted it was English teacher. She wasn't a history teacher by any means, but, or foreign relations or anything, but she just was available to take questions. And I remember just her walking around giving hugs to girls that couldn't seem to be consoled who were really concerned. And I know that there was um, a couple teachers who left who had family in New York. They left school. Um, they weren't, I think they probably had a hard time getting out of school because it was on lockdown. Yeah. Um, but yeah, crazy. Very crazy. Very crazy. And, and it's still like, I've thought about now that we have Kennedy, like at some point she is going to learn about this. Is it at home or is it going to be in her second grade class? And you know, how will we talk about it? Um, because that's for her. When she has a class project, when she's in fifth grade, that's really the one moment so far of our generation where everyone knows where they were, what they were doing. Like that's our, at this point, that's our moon landing until we land a human on Mars. Like that's our one moment. Yep. Um, wish it were something better, yep. but, um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing to talk about. And it was a challenging subject for this podcast, uh, Jen to Jen, um, which uh, the, the subtitle is conversations with purpose or yeah, I think that's what it is. What it is. Um, pers- no conversations with perspective. Sorry. It was a P. Um, and it's really meant to bring different generations together and talk about a topic, um, that's timely. And so being the 18 year anniversary, just, it, it made sense. Yep. Um, and it still doesn't like we've been to ground zero. Like we lived in New York for a period of time and, um, like anytime I still see like friends going to ground zero, it just, I'm still in awe of, of that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happened there. Yep. And I mean, you can still see the effect it had, like even on buildings around it, like that old church that's near it. Yep. Like it's, you can tell it's still not what it used to be. So. Wow. <laughs> I know. I, it's a, I think it's a big, obviously it's kind of a sad topic, but at the same time, I feel like some of those monumental moments in our history, we need to, we need to take a moment and probably be sad about it because it allows us to reflect on the fact that things aren't perfect right mm-hmm. now. And there's things that we can do to better our world. And, and let's not also forget about all of those victims that we lost yeah. in all of that. 
and um, the sacrifices that were made from all of those police officers and firemen and, you know, EMTs and I think all of that, the work that went behind that, I think that's when I think about what I took away from those moments sitting in classroom, it was watching people run into that mess. Yeah. That's people, like running into it, not right. running away from it. Right. And that, I mean, that's just amazing. Yeah. So. That's one thing that Max, the, the 18 year old who, who, uh, who's 18 now. So he was not even one, one, he was born in October. So he wasn't even one years old yet. I asked him about like, when did you first learn and what was that like? And, and one of the things he did say was he is in awe of, of the people who ran into the fire, who, who did the rescuing that day. So that's something yeah. that, that sits with him as someone who didn't experience it. So, yep. so, uh, I'm curious for the, for everyone who's listening. Um, I think I would be really curious to know if you guys have a, an interesting perspective on that morning. Um, or is you or feel that, like, or if you feel like that you just have, you want to share your story. Yeah. Um, I, I would really like to hear that. And I would actually, um, I, I would even see, even see, we could pre- even, I don't know, putting Richard on the, on the spot here, but, um, like a supplementary episode of Jen to Jen, if they, if, I mean, if, if you guys have some of those stories that are like, holy shit, I think it's worth capturing and yeah. I need to share those. We'll be happy to. I think that's great. So, um, if you guys have a story or you, you know, maybe you lost someone, yep. um, I think that would really, um, and you're even willing, I mean, obviously you have to be willing to talk about it. <laughs> Don't feel pressured by any means. Um, but if you want to share that, um, like I said, I think there's, we continue to learn even though it happened 18 years ago and. Um, I think that would be a really great addition if you guys have any interesting perspectives. Yeah, I think what what I've taken away from this particular season of Gen to Gen was um, all of these people are, are come from such differing backgrounds. Um, they, they're in different professions. They're obviously in different generations and grew up in different parts of the world. And a couple of them even said it. And, and the, the West Wing episode touches on religion. Um, we didn't touch on religion in this and really in any of the questions. It wasn't a place I really wanted to go. Um, didn't feel like it was, it was important to go there. But religion has obviously been in our world history since the beginning, essentially. And it, it's, it's a part of virtually every war that we've ever been a part of. There's some semblance of a religious belief that is pushing someone to take these actions. But what has to me has really come out of all these interviews, um, is, is that despite all of that, despite the shittiness of that day and the, to put a bluntly, the shittiness of the world we live in today, there's still one thing that, that binds us together. And it's a fact that we're all humans. Yep. And Kennedy said it, almost every president since then has said it, that that's the thing we have in common. And that should be the thing that, that helps us do good in the world. Mm-hmm. Is that one thing? Yep. I think that's probably one of the reasons we wanted to start this podcast is we want to do good in the world. And part of our doing good is being funny and being ourselves and empowering others to do the same. And being a resource if we need to be. Yeah. And I think on um, to my request of asking for additional stories is sometimes we need to give a voice to someone else who maybe doesn't have one. And I know we have a lot of followers out there who, who listen and we get a lot of comments and, and things from you guys. So, um, you know, if, if you feel like you, you need a voice, please, please let us know. But there's a quote that I'm trying to think of from, from, uh, the West wing. That particular episode? Um, no, 
it's it's just something that kind of sticks with me every time that we kind of get into um, tumultuous state or we have another mass shooting, which is far too often nowadays. Um, but the street, the streets of heaven are too packed with angels tonight or something along those lines. And so obviously all those people that we lost on 9-11 and everything that is politically all this turmoil that we're in. Um, I think we can all agree that this, the streets of heaven are too packed with angels at the moment right now. Um, so I think from Kennedy and, you know, our amazing adoption, um, this week and everything that's kind of transpired from that into this season of, of remembrance. I think it's, it's all, all of a, a place of thankfulness for me and, uh, remembering that the fact that all, a lot of what this country has sacrificed, a lot of those ridiculous, crazy, insane, holy shit, this is happening moments like nine 11, um, and the people who are running into those fires and this, those angels that are packed on the streets of heaven have given me the right and the ability to have moments like we've had this week with Kennedy and having my adoption and having you as my husband, um, out and proud in front of everybody with a legally signed piece of paper that says you are my husband, not my life partner. Um, you're a really good friend, (laughs) (laughs) really good roommate. Um, I think it's just, it's a really good season and a reminder for where we are and things are really shitty in the country right now. And I think everyone would probably agree with that, but we've been in worse and we will come out of this one. So, uh, sorry to bring everyone down this week. This was kind of an upper and a downer. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for going along the ride with us, everybody in more ways than one. We will be back in two weeks. And make sure you stay tuned to our Instagram account because now we can actually show pictures of Kennedy. Yes. And if you're not following us, we are at Richard and Steve on Instagram. And our Twitter is fuck is our mantra. Thanks, guys. Um, We will talk to you in just a couple weeks. This podcast was mixed and produced by Sprout Media, a digital media firm in Des Moines, Iowa, who believes in doing things differently. They believe in putting consumers and clients first, being a partner in marketing, and inspiring your tomorrow. They build websites, create digital media strategies, shoot and produce videos, and edit and produce podcasts just like this one. Check out Sprout Media at GoSproutMedia.com where you can subscribe to their podcast, The Buzz Addiction, or even request a free consultation. That's GhostBroughtMedia.com.